Episode 29. Shout out to everybody who's been watching. Shout out to everybody that has been supporting. Shout out to everybody that's helped us to get this far thus far. Um, shout out to all the people that supported our all our initiatives that we did this year. And shout out to the people that's going to continue to support us. We got the turkey drive coming up next month in November. And we got the annual toy drive and coat drive coming up as well. Shout out to um, the Franco-Haitian Federation. They have their gala coming up in December. And they also have their drives going on. So shout out to all the people that's giving back to the community during these difficult times. Um, I got a very familiar face in the house. Introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy to be here. It's your boy, Ant. You want to talk today, guys? Okay, okay, okay. And we have a very special guest in the house. New face in the building. Introduce yourself. First time on the platform. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Dina Gaccion. I live in Arizona. I was just explaining to the guys that it's finally cooling off here. It's down to 100 today. Woohoo! <laughs> we made it for another summer. <laughs> we made it, we made it, we made it, we made it. Yeah, we did. So I'm a mom of three, mm. and uh, I'm a business owner. Um, I, I live currently with my youngest daughter. Uh, she's 16. She was born with a rare genetic disorder. Mm. So we've had uh, a journey, and this year we've seen some major breakthroughs after years of praying and believing and trying things that would help her. And so I'm excited to share our story. When you say genetic disorder, what are you referring to? Well, she was born with a condition called Cornelia DeLang syndrome. And it's a very rare genetic disorder. Very few people have it. There's not a whole lot that is um, known about it. It's just a, a group of chromosomes that match up with some other kids that are born like that, not too many. And the uh, issues can range from very mild to extremely severe, like children being born um, in a vegetative state. Uh, I found out you know, years into it that 50% of the children born with this are born without limbs. And uh, a large majority of them are born with heart defects. And so you know, we didn't have any of that. We had plenty of issues, but I just had no idea that it could have been that bad. So I, I just thank God, you know, that it wasn't worse. And just for all the progress that she's made. So mm. that's what that is. And you're saying that you draw inspiration from that situation. And what have you done with that energy? 
<clears throat> well, it started out more like a shock. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I did not know that there were any issues during pregnancy. Sometimes they can tell with blood work and sonograms and things that something is wrong, but I, I had no idea until she was born and it was obvious that something wasn't right. And so the problems were, you know, right at the beginning, but you know, when you're a mom and this, this, this happens and they don't know what's going on, um, at least for me, I just kept believing, okay, she's going to come out of this. It's going to turn around. It's, it's going to get better. Plus I am a woman of faith. And so I just trusted that, you know, all would be well, we are going to get through this. I just have to, you know, got to leave us and, and show me what I need to do. Um, but as time went on, uh, the problems just became, you know, more apparent. Uh, eventually she was diagnosed and it wasn't for quite some time. Mm. She was like 10 when she was finally diagnosed. Prior to that, they could not figure out what was wrong with her, but she just had a lot of deficits. And so early on, we started with all kinds of therapies. You know, you start your kids with speech and occupational therapy and physical therapy and just, you know, they're just constantly coming over and sending you to specialists. And then she started having seizures and, um, you know, you sort of go into like survival mode. Mm. So it's a matter of just trying to provide, you know, the best environment you can, trying to figure out how she can learn, you know, managing the symptoms and the issues. And here she's growing year after year, um, getting bigger and taller, but her brain isn't developing right. So uh, just to give you an idea, in January, she was assessed and she's 16 years old now. And um, she tested at kindergarten level. And um, so we've tried many schools. We tried all the special programs and uh, special schools. Nothing was really a good fit for her. So she, we ended up just homeschooling her. Mm. So she's been homeschooled and it's the best thing for her. Mm. So I, I do have tutors that come in and, and I do have some help. But uh, yeah, at the beginning of the year, I basically had a 16 year old toddler on my hands. Mm. So it's very concerning. Um, she, she would watch other people she she would observe what people do and she would want to do these things but part of her brain didn't function well enough for her to know what was dangerous you know she she could not regulate she had no sense of stranger danger so she would uh, I just could not get her to understand you don't run up to strangers you don't open the door when the doorbell rings uh, just run to people so she had to I have eyes on her 24 7 uh, just to let you know how bad it had gotten last year in the middle of the night, I, I was awakened to like her screaming and I, I run outside uh, into the hall and I can see the garage doors open and there are headlights. It's like three in the morning. There are headlights just blaring into my house uh, down the hall and Jalen's running towards me screaming. Well, I have no idea what happened, but I can see she's okay. And I, I go to the door and it's my car. She had taken my keys, gotten up during the night gone out, opened up the garage door and backed the car out. And then she got scared and jumped out of the car and there was the car with the door open, the lights on, it was in neutral. And um, it was just, it was terrifying to think of, you know, what could have happened? What could have happened? And here I was sleeping and, um, you know, she, when I was, uh, when I was 18, a good friend of mine had a three-year-old and he sort of did the same thing. He got into a vehicle, got it out of gear and jumped out and it ran over him. So, you know, all these flash flashes were coming to me and 
I, I really didn't wow. know, you know, what was going to become of us, really. It was just getting really, really hard. Wait. So, Dana, I think the million-dollar question is, like, how are you so comfortable sharing all this with complete strangers? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, a few months ago, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I, I was terrified of, of speaking in public or, you know, the recordings on. I mean, I just would have, that would have been a hard no for me. But, like I told you guys in the beginning, we had, like, some major breakthroughs this year. And when you're a part of this world, you know, this special needs community, you're surrounded with other families and kids. And all of a sudden you're in this world that I never even knew existed. You know, I had two other children. I, I didn't know anything about all of this. Um, and so, you know, I can't help but share. I have to let people know that there's hope. I, I feel it's an obligation. I want to get the word out to, you know, everybody that I can because there are so many kids with issues. I'm sure you guys know family members or friends, kids. It's like an epidemic now. These kids that are being born with all kinds of conditions, you know, mainly autism. And uh, we have just kids, you know, across the board, uh, Down syndrome, just when they can't diagnose you, they'll just call it the global developmental delay. So there's just this epidemic of kids that just have these what do you think what do you think is causing it like do you think it has something to do with the parents the diet or what do you the atmosphere the food or what uh um am i really free to tell you what i think yeah go ahead i'm asking you okay well uh so i've had health issues my whole life and so i and nobody could diagnose me so i set out on this journey in my early 20s to try to help myself and so I, I, I dove into this world of, you know, natural medicine and nutrition and health. And, you know, my eyes were open to all the dangers, you know, for our health. And that includes what they're putting in the food, how they're growing the food. Oh, and it's so much worse now. The stuff that's they're putting on the shelves now that is grown in a lab and they don't have to label it. It's uh, it's it's not good. And uh, the, the farming practices, I'm also a gardener, and the farming practices, uh, they've just depleted the soil, so the food that we are eating has no nutrition. Okay, so you've got that. So when you don't have nutrition and you're carrying a baby, you know, you're developing this baby from a depleted, you know, storehouse already. So kids are being born uh, insufficient to begin with. And then the medical establishment, um, They've increased the vaccine requirement like 500% since I was a kid. The number of vaccines that are required, you know, by the time a kid starts school, it's just through the roof. And if you, um, if you ever read the ingredients in those vaccines, you'd have a real clue to what's happening to these kids. Now, that's just my opinion. Uh, but that's how I feel. So you're kind of like a white you're kind of like a woke white person. How do you feel about that? <laughs> a woke white person. Did you say woke? Yeah, because a lot of people don't like talk about being woke. Like they don't like talking about things like that. It's touchy subjects, you know. Well, so I think I think all the you know I think I think the other people are woke. The ones that are just going for all this and going into it and blindly and doing everything that they're told. I and you know promoting all the agendas. I think that's woke. 
so, but if you call me woke, that's good. I mean. So what would you call yourself then? If you called them woke, what would you call yourself? Well, I would say, I, I feel like I'm informed. And uh, I, I, I don't know if I can give myself a label, but I, I, I don't, I don't drum, you know, to that beat. I just, I, I'm not. I'm not pleased with the way things are moving in the country and especially in the medical establishment and what I see happening to people. Mm. So, and I do have to be very careful, you know, I mean, not everybody receives that well. Mm. If you don't go along, if you're not part of the, the club, you know, people can get very hostile. How do you guys feel? Are you getting hostile towards me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, what you I think? Mean, I, absolutely not. I mean, I, <laughs> I somewhat almost agree with you 100%, but if I could go back a little bit with you before we get even into this, like, uh, in the beginning, right, uh, with you and your daughter, uh, can you kind of, like, take us back and, like, talk about the, the challenges in the beginning of, like, identifying that, okay, there is something wrong? Because, you know, like, as a mother, like, as a parent myself, I could identify with the feeling of saying, Nothing could be wrong with my child. Like, nothing is wrong. Like, right. but at what point do you say, you know what? I, I have to help here. Like, there is something going on. Like, can you right. take us back to, to the beginning of that story? Like, how was sure. that challenge for you? Oh, wow. That is so complex. Especially you add in a person of faith, okay? Because then you, you're praying and you're believing and you're trusting and you're you know, even beyond what you see. And so, boy, there's this balance, right? You don't, you can't, you're not in denial. You see what's going on. So, you know, I, I saw there were issues, but I just had no doubt that, that we were gonna overcome this. There was some, there were some supplements or some program or some treatment or something was gonna be able to help her, right? And they're not telling me anything differently. They're sending me to all these specialists because they're trying to diagnose her. And I'm just doing what they say but I've got this little baby here that I'm trying to keep, you know, keep alive and uh, help her to thrive. And so, and then I've got other kids. And then at that time I had a sick husband. So I had my hands full, but I did what they said, you know, because this was my first experience. I guess that's what you do. You go to the specialists and they would always say they, they, they can't find anything. So I never, I never expected them to find anything because I thought, well, whatever it is, it's going to iron itself out. Okay. So very interesting. You should you should ask that. This is not something that I I share very much, but I will since you asked. Uh, at about two and a half years old, they did all this genetics testing, and and it takes a long time, you multiple visits, and then finally you go back and you meet with this neurologist, and they give you the results, right? So yeah, I just feel like you know it's results day, and this is just one of like fifty you know appointments that I've had in the last two years. It was no big deal for me. I was just going because I was supposed to go. I expected them to say, we don't know what it is, like they always do, what's going on. Um, and in the meantime, I had her in therapies and I had lots going on. I was doing what I could to help her, still believing everything's gonna be fine. Well, on this day, this, this neurologist sat me down and he goes, um, well, we can't, we can't find it, we can't find anything. Uh, she doesn't fit into any syndromes. At that time, they did not, they had not identified it. Um, so we're just gonna, uh, diagnosed her with global developmental delay. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, yeah. And so he, I guess he could see that 
it, it didn't really register with me. So this is what that man said to me. He looks me in the eyes and he goes, she's mentally retarded and she's never going to be able to learn. Oh my gosh. Okay. So wow. I can never forget that day because you got to remember, nobody prepared me for anything like that. Her pediatrician didn't say, Dina, you know, they might find blah, 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 or it might be this or that. No, pediatrician wasn't going to say a word. Just go to this specialist, go to that specialist. And I was doing my thing. When he said that, I felt like, um, I got shot in the heart and I felt like my brain exploded. That's how it felt. I must have looked just shot. Um, I remember I just kind of went numb and um, I could see he, he felt bad. And I said to him, I remember being able to get some words out. I said, yeah, but I'm doing all these therapies. And, and he just said, it's not going to make any difference. Just take her home and love her. That's what he said to me. Mm. So um, that was uh, a very traumatic moment. As I'm only telling you because you asked. No, absolutely no. I'm asking. I'm asking like not only because I want to know, but like for for people that are like uh, going through this themselves that are like in this beginning stage where they're so lost and they don't know what's going on. I feel like it's important for them to like hear the story from someone who's went through it even though it was 16 years ago to know that they will be okay because even yes. though you went through that 16 years later you're still here and you're smiling and you're able to tell your story so hopefully they could draw inspiration from that themselves so that's really why i asked uh, well that's a good point anthony you're you're very insightful because at the time 16 years ago the way i felt was I'm not going to make it. I can't live through this. I can't. Like, Lord, I can't. I can't. And I just remember the Lord impressing upon me, you will. And I'm going to be with you every step of the way. You will. And I'm like, no, Lord, how long, you know, how long is it going to be like this? And because I still believe things were going to change. I, I couldn't accept it at the time. So, uh, you know, I continued. Nothing really changed. Now I put this thing in my mind, right? Now I had this battle in my mind. I mean, he told me, take her home and love her. Nothing's ever going to help her. Now, if I had accepted that, my daughter would not be where she is today. Okay. So um, I refused to believe that. I even knew, I just knew, even, even without faith or anything else back then, you know, the brain can change. The more you challenge the brain, when you learn new things, it causes synapses and changes and growth. Even with nine-year-old stroke patients, the brain it's, it's neuroplasticity, right? So for that guy to tell me that, it was, you know, it was, it was just wrong. So, um, but, I mean, anyway. that, that was sort of going to be my next question, like, because... Was he wrong? Yeah, was he, was he wrong? Like, was he trying to give you a shock of reality? Or, or, or was he, or, or was wrong. he frustrated, like, with, with his profession himself at that point that, he had to break it down to you and for him it's just like let me just put it in the most basic form like i wish you know we had him here we could ask him that question but it's 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 so like i understand how traumatic it could be for you for him to just tell it to you like that mm -hmm. but from his perspective i would love to hear it like what was he thinking well i i can tell you i just 
he looked at me. I told you, he, he could tell I wasn't understanding what he was saying. <laughs> he said she has global developmental delay. I'm like, okay, what's right? You know, okay. And he's like, this, so he's like, she's not getting it. And then he said that. So I, I know in his heart, he thought he was doing the best thing. All right. He thought he was doing the best thing. Like I needed to, I needed that shock of reality. And maybe he thought that that was true, that she could never learn. I find that really hard to believe because I mean, everybody knows that if you just keep working, you just keep working at it, there's going to be improvement. You know, you don't know how far they can go, but why would you not even try? You know, I, I, I just, I, I don't understand that, but he was an older doctor. I think he might've been old school and sure he's not practicing anymore. He's old, but, um, anyway, so I just kind of had to get my own, you know, grounding and just move forward. But, and just continue to to do all that I did, which was anything I heard about, we tried, any therapies, any programs, supplements, anything that helped anybody else. I was on all the groups, you know, and anything I saw was helping or working, we did it. We, we uh, anything, anything and everything. And some things helped some, and, um, but mostly not, mostly I, not until, I, I, until this year. I think even with that word, um, you know, retarded, pardon yeah. me, they don't even want to say that word anymore because of, you know, the stigmas attached, you know, growing up, kids used to call each other that yeah. all the time. Absolutely. And That's then, true. like, I can say my personal experience wasn't until I first moved to Canarsie. I moved to Canarsie at the age of 10, and um, that school had, a, it's like within our school was a separate school for kids that had special developmental disabilities. And at the time, they had another name for them. But I didn't know the name at first. So coming from where I came from, the school I came from was like in a low-income neighborhood because I used to live in Bushwick. So that school didn't accommodate handicapped kids. I didn't... Okay, that was a term, handicap. I didn't know the term handicap until I was 10 years old, ironically. So when I came in contact with the kids that were handicapped or had developmental disabilities, it scared me as a 10-year-old, like, as as wild as it may sound. Because when the first kid I saw was a kid on crutches, like, they walked up to me on crutches, but they, their feet was kind of dragging, and so they had to... And then they just... They, they weren't able to speak, so they just yelled things at me and and as a 10 year old i was i was startled i was like oh i didn't know what to do and then they had to explain it to me and then when i looked around i saw like there was a whole class of kids that had the special needs and they had they had their own para sometimes like the, their own teacher assistant just for each child and so that's when i became more aware of it so exactly what you said when you first explained the global the global, yeah, the term, yeah, the global, we we had no idea what you was talking about until you said what the doctor said, yeah. to be honest. We had no idea what you were saying. Okay, well, I really didn't know what he was saying either. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, it inferred to me, delay, okay, she's delayed, but she'll catch up, right? And my, if somebody's, if, if delay just means delay, right? But he told me, no, she never will, right? So that's, I don't know. Oh. So he, I guess he felt he had to explain it to me. And you're right, nobody uses those words. Nobody, nobody. I mean, it's totally 
not acceptable anymore, you know. Um, but that's why um, when you first explained your story, we thought that it was a tragic accident. That well, I I thought it was a tragic accident that might have happened to your child at first. Oh, I didn't I didn't really understand. And then when you oh, said it, I was like, okay, like she didn't fully develop. And then you said that she has a kindergarten brain at sixteen. Then I understood, but. Kindergartners are kind of smart because my kid is in kindergarten. She's very smart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Very, um, you know. Before 16-year-old, yeah. Could be very, she could be very, uh, it's amazing. So super smart in some areas, especially ways to, you know, get her way and ways to sneak things. <laughs> you know, smart they are, right? They're so super smart when it comes to stuff like that, right? But it was, uh, there were parts of her brain that were not functioning well. And, um, you know, I, I was beginning to believe that, um, you know, maybe things weren't going to turn out the way that I thought they were back then. Um, but nonetheless, I kept, I kept doing everything that came down the pike and trying and still in all the therapies and all this. And then um, last year uh, in December, we're almost going on a year, somebody sent me some information about uh, a new something new that I hadn't heard of it. I wondered why I hadn't seen it because I, you know, I stay on top of these things, but it had to do with stem cells. And I did know, you know, that stem cells were very important. Um, some people take their kids out of the country for stem cell injections. Oh. It's very, very costly. Jeez. You know, it's like, uh, I knew one lady that was going to Panama, $30,000 a trip. Wow. to get her kid, you know, stem cells. There were other people's stem cells, you know, the questionable source type, you know. But this was the only... <laughs> What's uh, going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 at that point, once you're, when your kid is sick, like, you, you, you feel like you have to do... You have to do whatever... I, like whatever, John you, whatever you have to do. Like, yeah. I, I don't judge anybody for that, you know, because if I, if I thought it would have help my daughter and if I could have afforded it I probably would have too I mean when it comes to your kids you know you'll do yeah. you'll do what you have to do so mm -hmm. um, so this old, old friend of mine I hadn't seen in like 15 years she sent something in messenger probably sent it to all her friends right it was not really personal just this information and I checked it out got my attention I I, I re, you know I googled it just to try to get some more information and the first thing that came up was a YouTube video from a mom and she had a 16-year-old uh, uh, non-verbal autistic son who she had, this was the one that had been going to um, Panama um, for stem cell therapy and there had been no change for him. They'd gone four times. And uh, Wait, so each is $30,000? Three, six, each. Nine. So, yes, so 120000 huh? She was going twice a year. And mm, she said uh, she that she was fun. planning to go twice a year. She was going to keep doing it, even though she wasn't seeing any results, because there's just there's no other hope. Like this might have kick in someday, you know. Like it was the only hope she had. I mean, we just don't have any options. It's medications, you know, mainly medications to sedate them. You know, uh, my daughter has um, always had very severe ADHD very severe. Her body just constantly twitched and moved, even during sleep, her body moved. A, a therapist once said to me, imagine driving a car going 100 miles an hour with no brakes. 
she said, that's Jalen's brain. And that's how she acted. I mean, she's zipping around. She couldn't, you couldn't get her attention. She couldn't focus. She'd just be knocking things over. I never wanted her to like hold a glass. She had to have cups. I never wanted her to clear her plate because she just had no coordination to drop things. I mean, I was just constantly just running after her. Wait, at what age? Hmm? At what age? Until this year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, nonstop. I mean, my whole life was just, it had to have eyes on her. If if somebody wasn't looking, she took that as her opportunity to go get into the, you know, the knife drawer or, you know, go rumble around through medicine or anything, get, go find the car keys. Like, she was just, she gravitated towards things that she knew she wasn't supposed to do. Let me ask you a question, right? But physically, as, as an, say, for example, I, did, I never knew any of this about your daughter and I've seen her for the very first time. Would I be able to tell any of this? You would know something was different. She looks, so she, she, she looks, um, currently she, well, she's maturing now. Since we started this stuff and, and all these changes took place, she actually grew. And her doctor said, oh, I thought her growth plates were closed. Girls aren't supposed to grow at 16. And she did. She grew another inch. So she's actually developing now. She's looking more mature. She's putting on weight. Um, but prior, you know, December of last year, she looked like maybe a, an 11-year-old. Just like a little girl, you know. Uh, uh, she acted like one. At 16? You know, younger. Hmm? At 16, you're saying? Or at 15? At, yeah, at 16. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like, as in, like, she looked as if she didn't go through puberty? Right. Like, she, she maybe even 10, maybe 9. I'm just, she hadn't developed. She just looked very, very young. And um, just, un, you know, she looked like maybe a 9 or 10-year-old. She so, didn't look like a teenager. So, about if she have good genes? Because you seem to have good genes. You're a pretty lady, so. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, she's a pretty girl. She just looked very, very immature. You know, it's like, it's like her development had stopped. And so her brain development had certainly stopped way, way back. More, She was more like, in some respects, she was kind of like a four-year-old. And, and, and the, probably the best respect, she was more like an eight-year-old. Um, this was, you know, this time last year. What'd you think about it? So you, no, but, uh... keep, keep, I want you to pretty much talk more a little bit about uh, the new breakthroughs that you guys are going through this year. Like you, start, you mentioned stem cell a little bit. Like are yeah. you are you going through that right now? You say that she's growing. Like you said, since we started doing this stuff. Like talk a little bit yeah. about this stuff real fast, please, if you may. Okay, sure. So so this friend sent me that information and it just said activate your own body stem cells. And I'm like. What's this? How come I'm seeing this, right? And so um, what, it, what they are are these little patches that you wear. Let's see. No, I don't think you can see any right now. Um, but there are these little patches that you wear. They're for adults, too. They're for everybody. And um, they, they're phototherapy patches. And so, all right, our bodies emit light. So if you've ever seen a movie with night vision goggles, you know, you're looking out in the dark and you see there's a body out there, a person or an animal, because you see the red, right? Mm -hmm. That's a light that is coming from our bodies. We all emit this light. We can't see it with the naked eye. And so um, it's a, it's a low-grade infrared light. And so these little patches reflect a particular wavelength of light back under your skin, and it elevates a certain peptide 
that then activates your body's stem cells. And our body's stem cells are designed to repair and regenerate. And typically when you're a kid, you've got all your stem cells working. I mean, they should, but what they have found with these kids with issues, their stem cells aren't working like they should. They're just not doing their job because stem cells are supposed to turn into any other cell in the body that's needed to repair and regenerate. So I don't know if you guys know this, but by the time you're in your 30s, 50% of your stem cells have gone dormant. And by the time you're in your 60s, there's basically no stem cell activity. So nothing's regenerating and, and repairing, and that's why you age and kind of go downhill so quickly, you know, at that point. So got the patch, put it on her, you know, didn't, didn't really know what to expect, but I was just watching her. And on day, like, 19, something very major changed. So two days a week, she has a tutor, and this was one of her days. And on this day, I have to give her her ADHD med, or she, there's no way she can do it. She can't sit still that long. So on that day, I had her pill I was looking for, and I usually find her outside, you know, running around. We've got animals, and... You know, she's not ready, and then we start fighting and cracking the whip. You know, get in there. You got to get your hairbrush, get ready. You know, but this particular day, I found her sitting at the table. She had all her books spread out. She had made herself a drink, made herself a snack, and she was reading a book. And it just stopped me dead in my tracks because not one of those things has ever happened. Like, she doesn't get her stuff out. She doesn't fix herself anything. And she has most certainly never sat down to read a book. Okay. Wait, she, she could read? read? Okay. She can she can read and she's not a bad reader, but she won't do it on her own. She'll only do it if you're reading with her and you're making her read. Mm. But, but she's never picked up a book to read it on her on her own. So at what grade level do you feel like she reads at? Yeah, she reads at about a third grade level. Okay. So that's not bad. No, so that's not, not bad. Right. Reading was like her best her best subject. Now she could not comprehend what she read. She could read a whole page fairly well, but then she couldn't tell you what she read mm. because the processing wasn't there. Okay. So um, I also, I just stopped there. Now she's reading. She doesn't know that I'm looking at her. What I noticed was that her body was perfectly still. You know, I told you she constantly moved and twitched and she was just perfectly still reading a book. And I just went, whoa, you know, to myself. And I said, I'm not giving her the AD, ADD med this morning, and I'm not going to say anything to the tutor, and I'm just going to see if he says anything, right? And so he came. They, they did their thing. He leaves, and before he drives away, he texts me, and he told me they had an amazing day. Jalen's focus was excellent. She was very willing to do new things. I mean, he went on and on, and this man had never given me feedback before. This was the first time he'd ever... He felt compelled to like let me know because it was so different. So when he came back a couple days later, I'm like, hey, she didn't have her med on Tuesday. And he's like, what do you mean? And so I told him, I told him about the patches. And he goes, I'm going to do a math test. And I'm like, yes, please, let's compare something, right? And so prior to that, the best she had ever done was 51 out of 100. That day she got 100 out of 100. Mm. And he told me her speed was greatly increased. So the Jalen... Never had another ADHD met after that. That was February. So where you got these patches from? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's a 20-year-old company. Next year, there is 20, is 20 years. They, 
it's very affordable. Okay, there are these little patches. They're like ninety-nine dollars a month. I mean, you know, comparatively speaking, <laughs> they're very affordable, right? <laughs> um, for what they do. But uh, yeah. Wait, there's drugs in them. There's no. There are no drugs. They're non-transdermal. There's nothing going into your body. It is simply grab one. They're absorbing sun. Let's see. There we go. Can you see that? Oh, we can see that. We can see that. Barely. It looked like, it looked like a band-aid. Yeah. It looks like a band-aid. Yeah, and it just fits on like this. Okay. But how do you know it's mm. working? Um. Well, I know it's working because of the changes in our bodies. So I didn't even get into this, but I had chronic. I told you I started a health journey trying to help myself in my early 20s. I'm almost 60. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, um, I last year I had really gone downhill like after COVID like all the stuff that normally helped me just wasn't helping and it's really beginning to get very concerned about because I'm I'm a single mom now and very concerned like you know something happens to me and I can't make this make this work what are we going to do you know and um, so I had the patch on too I got it for Jalen but I slapped one on myself too I've had a major major turnaround major yeah, I mean, these chronic issues I've had since my early 20s, they have resolved themselves. Because your stem cells, that's what they do. That's why people go out of the country and pay that kind of money. That's what stem cells do. And these patches are just activating your own body stem cells. Yeah, truly, there's, there's nothing going into your body. There are no drugs. So there are no drug interactions. Um, and I, I basically... Uh, get to see medically impossible things happen on a daily basis. I'm not kidding you. So what if you stop using them? Then what happens? Well, so you go back to normal. Uh, you're you're you won't reverse back to where you started. I mean, the repair has taken place. The regeneration has taken place. But if you stop wearing the patches, it's just going to reverse again, and it's going to you know it's going to start going down again. So as you age, you know the environment and life is taking its toll on your body and things your body's not producing the same amount of chemicals and hormones and all the growth stuff that it did when we were young and the patches are actually reversing that yeah. so i mean the, and we have over 90 clinical studies proving that and the guy's got 150 patents on these products so uh, naturally the kids around us so i have a cousin that's just severely autistic he's like my fifth cousin he's a teenager um and then you know fr friends around us family you know, friends, all these kids, I put everybody on the patches, same kind of life-changing results with every one of these kids. And so that's why, you know, it's my mission to at least let parents know, you know, it's out there, look at it, you know, check it out, at least give them the opportunity. Jalen hasn't been on any ADHD med, you know, since then. And, oh, so I just got the most amazing report just last Thursday. Another assessment was done, and Jalen actually tested normal in two different brain functioning areas for a 16-year-old. I, I was ab absolutely shocked. Prior to that, she wouldn't even register. Nothing would register because she she didn't she couldn't do a 16-year-old test, right? Not at all. But everything registered, and two of the most important functions registered in the normal range, her verbal processing and her processing speed. So when this 
turnaround happened with Jayla and I immediately went to the studies. I'm like, what's happening? What in the world, right? And I found these brain mapping studies that are, you know, that um, were on the website. And um, it shows the brain, you know, images prior to patching, 24 hours after patching, 48 hours and 72 hours and like that for like six weeks. And you see the brain completely shifting. Um, in the beginning, it's color, you know, and it should be like even colors, but it's like 90% red. And then as, as they're taking pictures and time's going on, you see the shift and you see the colors balance out, balance out. It's actually balancing the brain. And so it, I don't have to have eyes on her all the time anymore. Uh, the other day I had to, I had to leave early before, you know, her therapist was getting here. She was by herself for like an hour and she did at, in my home for an hour. So, um, by herself? by herself. Yeah. She's got a phone so she can, you know, let me know if there's a problem, but we've been kind of like giving her more and more time by herself. So she gets comfortable with that, but she's making good choices now. She's processing in ways she couldn't before. She's learning the piano. So, I mean, you know. So is she behaving something. like a 16 year old or is she still behaving like a kindergarten? Uh, in between. So she's not at 16 yet. She's not that mature, but she's matured probably all the way up to like, maybe she acts more like a 13, 14 year old now. And we're talking. But she looks 12, you said? Like about 13, 14. Okay. Right? You I know, don't, I don't um, know. that's a big change. Okay. You know, in, in the matter of months. I mean, you know. Send us some of these patches now. then. Send us some. I would love to. Yeah. You would try some eh? I would definitely love for you to just, like, tell us the name. Like, I would definitely love to do my own research on it. I'm very yeah. happy that it's well, working I, for I, you and Jalen. Like, the progress that you said she's been you. making is, like, amazing. Yeah, I would yeah. love to do my own research on it. It's like, you know, Well, I, I'll give you, I put a website together and all, everything's there. The studies, the doctors talking, the information. But, you know, you guys know that when you go out in the sun, your body makes vitamin D. You've heard that? The yes, sun gives you vitamin D? Okay. Mm. So it's the same concept. It's a wavelength from the sun that is elevating a peptide under your skin. Mm -hmm. And it's telling your body to produce vitamin D. It's a, It also... Um, the sun has a different wavelength that elevates melanin, so people get sun tans. And oh. it's a, not everybody, but <laughs> so, <laughs> people are born with beautiful tans. Uh, it's the same. It's the same process. It's called photobiomodulation. So it's just your body's. These patches are reflecting your own body's light back under your skin and elevating the peptides. So it's almost like futuristic medicine, but it's photo. It's a type of phototherapy. But what's so special about the patches, though? Like, me? like, what's so special about the patches that they got such magical powers? Like, what's in it? <laughs> well, there's nothing in it. It's just reflecting a wavelength of your own light back under your skin. That's what's special. I'll give you my website, and you look it up, and there's a little little video, like a two-minute mm -hmm. video, and it'll, you'll you'll understand that quickly how this works. It's just it's so simple. There's nothing going into your body. Oh, so, you know, 
So you sell so you sell them on your website, you're saying? Well, I um, they are available. So these patches are only available. You're not going to find them in a store, or doctors aren't going to be telling you about them. Mm. You can tell that if you saw these in the store, you wouldn't know what they were, right? Mm. It, it's it's direct consumer to consumer, right? I had to get them from somebody who who had been you know using them and who had signed up with the company. And anybody, you know, you guys would have to. You'd have to get them through somebody that was using them as well, and that's how it works. So when all these people saw what was going on with my daughter and myself, and the next person I got on was my, my cousin who was on his deathbed with Agent Orange Leukemia from Vietnam. Wow. Um, I Jeez. said, Robert, you have nothing to lose. And he's like, Dina, send me what you got, right? And so uh, he's like the poster child for this. I'm not kidding you. He's out. He, you won't even believe me. That's a big problem I have. People go, oh, yeah, it sounds too good to be true. But I'm telling you, I am not lying to you. I am not going through this for nothing. Um, Robert got out of his bed. Uh, Robert got rid of his wheelchair. His uh, cancer numbers began to go down. He was preparing to die. He got rid of all his cattle. He got all his cattle back. He, yeah, he's got his life back. That's my cousin. And so when people, you know, everybody around us saw these things going on, I just started getting these calls. I send me some, send me some. I want some, I want some. And the next thing I knew, you know, I was doing this. You know, that's that's what I've been doing all year. And I've been having the time of my life. Nice, nice. So all these years, you know, I've been into health and nutrition. And there just wasn't a whole lot that would do a whole lot for people. But this is doing a whole lot for everybody. Okay, cool. So we're getting yeah. towards the last few minutes of the show. So if you could share something for the, with the audience um, that will leave a long-lasting impact on them, what would be the advice that you would share with them from the journey that you have experienced thus far? Thank you. Uh, well, first of all, I would say you're your child's advocate. Uh, never give up hope. Keep trying new things, keep working with them, keep believing, keep trusting, keep faith, but also enjoy the journey and enjoy your child where they are. You know, don't don't get so focused on the change that you hope that takes place that you don't enjoy your child and all their gifts and blessings and strengths right now, right? And I wish I could go back and tell myself that, you know, early on because I was so focused. I was the mom that was super focused. We are going to get to the bottom of this, right? And I didn't spend enough time just really enjoying the journey with her. And so that would be my advice for all parents, you know, of typical kids and all kids. You guys just have no idea. You're going to blink and your kids are going to be out the door. Absolutely. And I'm not kidding you. It's going to be that fast. It's going to blow your mind. So enjoy, enjoy them. You know, they're such gifts. They're so valuable. And tell your kids they're valuable. Tell them. Speak into their little hearts and love them, right? Yeah. That would be what I would say. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What about you, Aunt? What's your closing thought? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was uh, inspiring and insightful to hear Dana's story. Like, uh, appreciate the journey you're going through with Jalen. Uh, I hope you continue to find strength and, uh, you know, conviction through this journey. Uh, your passion and happiness, though, is really what uh, makes it so, so kind of satisfying, you know. I don't think it could be satisfying in any way that you're going through what you're going through and... 
Uh, I know it's a challenge every day, but the fact that you're able to smile and like go through things daily and you know still wake up the next day it, it, it's inspiring for me and a whole lot of people so that's what i'm oh. taking that's what i'm taking from the story today is you know uh you. no matter how difficult or, or how hard things get you have to always keep fighting and uh no matter how much the world tells you that uh the door is closed keep the hope because one day that door can be opened uh, the patch is working for you, and I, I, I really love that. I hope people go on the website, uh, look into it. Maybe it'll work for them as well. Uh, yeah, so it's keep the hope. Uh, and, yeah. you know, like the door is never really closed. Mm -hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Thank and you, Anthony. Can I give you my website? Yes, absolutely. Please. Can I? Okay. It's JVision, J-A-E, Vision. Dot com, J-A-E vision dot com, after my daughter Jalen. After Jalen, absolutely. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You guys have been great. I feel like you're my buddies now. Of I course. hope we stay in touch. <laughs> I can follow you. No, of course, of course, yeah. We on Instagram. And for those that want to follow us on Instagram, we're on Instagram at The Real Word Ministries, Inc. Um, on Instagram, that's at The Real Word Ministries, Inc. on Instagram. Or www.facebook.com backslash the real word seven, the real word seven, like the number seven on the back of Mike Vic jersey. And also check us out on um, our official website. That's www.therealwordministriesinc.org, therealwordministriesinc.org, or everywhere you can find podcasts. That's Apple, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Pandora, the real word podcast, and also youtube.com backslash the real word TV, one word, the real word TV on YouTube. So thank you all for joining us today. My closing thought is that together we can all come together, share ideas, share thoughts, share events and moments in life that we all from different backgrounds might, even though our backgrounds might be different, but our experiences are the same because we're all living life. And life has taught me one thing that we all experience happiness. We all experience pain. We all go through trials and tribulations. We all experience hurt but we all experience love and it's all part of life so we thank you all for joining us welcome to the real word good night and god bless so before we close out we're gonna close out with a prayer since diane you're our guest so you could pray so we close out yes you cut out a little bit did you just ask me to pray yeah you heard oh, me yeah. okay, <laughs> okay. Ah, well, Father, we just thank you for this time together. I know that it was ordained, and everybody that's listening, Father, is listening for a reason. I thank you, Father, that you have a plan for everybody here, all the audience, and for these two great guys, and they're doing a great work for you, Father. I just ask uh, for your blessing upon um, everyone listening, Father, that, that they would feel hope rise up in them, Lord, that they would feel drawn to you and encouraged this day. And um, that everyone would just realize that these kids are their gifts, Father. They're gifts from you. And just help us all, Lord. None of us can do this without you. We just thank you for everything, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we thank you all for joining us. Good night and God bless. Thank you. It's the real world. It's the real